slightly disappointed because you thought that She-Hulk was going to be an MTV show about Hulk Hogan transitioning, then this is the right podcast for you. Welcome, folks, to the Two Words Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, your intros are like a riff on an old promo or something. That was something else. This was something different. But if Hulk Hogan decided to do that, I mean, you know. I mean, I wouldn't be for it, but I'd be watching. I'd be, I'd be heavily, I mean. <laughs> I'd be invested. <laughs> I would, would be invested. This is the, this is, it'd be something. Oh, gosh. It'd be, it'd be something. Nope. We're no, not even going to make not, jokes. We're not, just not going to make not, jokes. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Two Words Podcast. That's, that's our whole <laughs> second segment, John. That's the. <laughs> Oh. Welcome, folks, to the Two Words Podcast. My name is John. His name is Matt. Uh, and we have a wonderful show tonight. But it's a it's a minor show because we're talking about minor titles. Mm-hmm. The the unspoken heroes of the WWE Championship Pantheon. <laughs> um uh, I sometimes like uh, minor titles more than I like major titles, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. but we're going to get more into that. Uh, We're also going to be talking about Triple H and all of the crazy things that he's doing uh, with his roster. But first, Matt, hey, yo, had you hear that uh, that Triple H is uh, is is has removed the ban on the words wrestler and wrestling? I had heard because they made it a real big deal on Raw. When Drew McIntyre said the word about eight times eight in time, a row. Yeah. <laughs> We're wrestlers. This is a wrestling ring. Let's wrestle. <laughs> and it was everywhere. Like it was yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, you no longer have to get permission to uh to use the word wrestle. And I think like that's just really the like that's the tone that, that the Triple H era has set. That I mean, and it seems like such a small minor thing, but like that really is a major shift because Vince has been so against that word because he has largely believed for the longest time WWE is not a wrestling promotion. It is an entertainment business. Like I'm even thinking back to Ready to Rumble, the movie with David Arquette. Yeah. They approached. You don't w- have to explain. What Ray <laughs> uh, Ryan I, was. I have seven <laughs> copies. Thank you. Uh, no, <laughs> they went to WWE first. Say oh, we really? want to make a movie with you, and Vince is like, "Well, we already make a two-hour movie every week. This who is before have, SmackDown and everything." Who would have been in? Like that? he's. Been, I know it would have been a good movie. I'd love. Been it. fun, but uh, I mean, that's that's how John Cena was in that. John Cena was in that movie. Briefly. He, was in the one, it was, it, he was like a background lackey when Perry yeah. Saturn was there. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. that's, that's his, been his mindset is like, we're making movies. We're not making yeah. wrestling. We're making movies. We're making, making entertainment. entertainment. Well, and, and there was also for the longest time, wrestling was associated with like a carnival act mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so I think he wanted to separate from that. So I'm not I'm sure. like, I'm not faulting him, but definitely bringing the phrase wrestler back is, is setting a, a very interesting tone. Um, I'm very interested. Hey, yo, uh, do we have a, where in the world is MJF update? Um, I'll sing the jingle in the world. world. Is Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Uh, so nothing in the way of wrestling. In the wrestling, wrestling ring. business. <laughs> Is that the, how we say that from now on? The only the only confirmation that we have is that he is indeed alive so that was a question that we left with last time is, is he even still yeah. with us uh he has yeah he's been spotted uh where's he was spotted alongside uh 
that true TV show, Impractical Jokers, is that what it was? Yes. Some of the guys from that show, he was spotted alongside Val of. Valcano. Uh, yeah, so he was in New Jersey filming with cast members from Impractical Jokers. I'm That's assuming he's going to be on the show. That's uh, pretty fun. Because I don't know what else those those people do. I, I mean, that show. I think. And I think. They're all, I think they're all comedians. They're all comedians. I think they have at I least think, a couple of them are on a podcast together. Yeah. Because I keep seeing them in TikTok. But I think form. I think they used to or still do like stand up and stuff. So okay, 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 okay. So if nothing else, he's alive and he's out there making jokes. But he's uninterested in hanging out with AEW right now. Tony Khan specifically. Specifically, yes. Uh hey yo. I got some news too, man. Tell me your news. Good news. For uh, Becky Lynch, looks like her fears of being out for a long, long time uh, were a bit overblown. She's looks like it's only going to be out for a few months for separated shoulder. Oh, that's uh, good. During which time she'll be working on her book. That's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd be very interested in reading that book. That'd be a good book. I wonder what the book's going to be because, like, I mean, you really do think like her WWE career has been fairly short, but her. Her life has been very interesting for for the short time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for for what she like a thirty three year old like right yeah she still got a long time to go too still got a long time to go but it's book one book book one of <laughs> nine um hey yo did you hear that Umberto Carrillo is getting the Carrillo back in his name praise be there uh, Dave Meltzer has reported that um. That Umberto may be the first of many that are going so. to be, uh, they're going to be gifted their name back uh, after actually uh, second of many because I believe Angel Garza recently. Angel Garza, yeah, that was the first. Uh, one. Recently got his. Um, other Tommaso Champa back. Yeah, Tommaso Champa um, is another victim of first naming. Austin Theory. Why Theory is so terrible? It's Austin a dumb Theory. Name. Austin Theory was a good name, and his finisher is A Town. A is for Austin. He still comes out to A Town Down. <laughs> like, I don't get uh, it. Um, Matt Riddle needs his name back. <laughs> I thought they were trying to separate themselves from from the name Matt Riddle. Oh, that's but, right. Like, there was a reason for there that. Was a reason for that. There's but a thousand Matts. The same thing there's a thousand like, Riddles. Matt Riddle like fought in the UFC under that name. Nobody, like everybody knows who he is. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh trying to think who else who else has gotten first named there was um, Shotzi blackheart bring black bring blackheart back <laughs> bring black blackheart stop calling her Shotzi. Shotzi. sounds like a sounds like a scottish terrier <laughs> hey. Shotzi, we're gonna wrestle hey yo nxt uk is canceled what kind of on Sunday, September 4th, NXT Worlds Collide is going to happen. Put a, you know, one of their yearly events where they pit NXT and NXT UK wrestlers against each other. Um, but following that, NXT UK will close its doors for a few months. Uh, and when it opens its doors back up in 2023, it will not be NXT UK. It will be NXT Europe with the brand expanding beyond the United Kingdom to the whole continent. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Hey, yo, did you see that uh, Brian Gewertz, who used to be a writer for the WWE on the Kurt Angle podcast, uh, revealed that it was thrown out for about 30 seconds to have uh, John Cena uh, be the fourth man in evolution. Really? Yes. Uh, Instead of Mark Jindrak, who got voted out in favor of Batista. I think it was Batista. No, uh, he was going to be the, he was going to be the Randy Orton, I think. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Um, they, in fact, they, they actually filmed vignettes of Mark Jindrak in this, like they bought him a suit Wow! and did all the stuff and they were like, ah, never mind. <laughs> we're not, we'd prefer not to, um, pulled the back to the future on him, but, you know but he was on this podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, John Cena was almost an evolution. And Gewertz was like, not really. Like it was thrown out. Somebody goes, how about John Cena? And they were like, nah, his name was on a whiteboard with several other names. But it's again, this like (laughs) clickbait really does that. John Cena was almost in evolution. Right. Right. It was like, he wasn't like, it's the same as like, um, 
Like when know, I said NXT UK is canceled? Well, kind of. <laughs> it's more like a, there was another headline I saw that was talking about, you know, Kane reveals uh, his plans for his wrestling future. And the article was basically like, he may he's, wrestle once or twice. He's probably mostly done. He's mostly done. <laughs> Depends on the check. How much money did you get for my click? <laughs> hey, yo, Kenny Omega is back. Had his first match alongside the Young Bucks Wednesday. The cleaner. But wrestled in a shoulder harness and a protective tee as he's still continuing his rehab, technically. Such a terrible idea. Uh, but he promises to be stronger for his next match in the trios tournament, but uh, has admitted that he will likely never be at 100% again. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. That means we are officially in the downward slope. Of Kenny, uh, Kenny Omega's career. Kenny Omega's career. Which is a major downer. Um, That's all I got. Okay. Uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of things. One, um, who is the mystery hand in the background of the, uh, Austin theory. Uh, who else was it? Dolph Ziggler. Scuffle. It's Dexter Lemus. Is it Dexter Lemus? Yeah. It was his glove with the hole there. Okay. There are other gloves (laughs) and you know where I'm getting at. I know, but that's in the next. He doesn't have the market on gloves. But that's in the next segment. (laughs) And it is. Um, no, that does make sense. Uh, <laughs> WWE recently released uh, the na- their roster of the uh, athletes they give NIL, NIL deals. This is your name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Um, different athletes and different athletes from, you know, uh, there's a woman from the women's U.S. soccer team and uh, a U.S. Olympic wrestler. And uh, Houston Miller, who is a defensive back for Texas Tech University, just up the road from us. Um, But I found this very interesting because I looked up Houston uh, because I wanted to know just a dash more about him. Um, And a really unproductive football career. Uh, (laughs) He recorded one tackle in 2018 against Kansas um, and one tackle uh, in his junior year. Uh, in 2019 and a uh, seven yard uh, kick return. And then he immediately declared for the NFL draft just based on those statistics. Mm. I have tackled one man. I've tackled three people in the entirety of my NFL and <laughs> the entirety of my college career. Please give me some NFL deals. And that obviously didn't work out. So uh, he's going to be a wrestler. Um, and Loading. No, Loading. I was just gonna see if, see who won. Uh, the G one climax was today. I was trying to see. I don't know who won the G one climax. If you know who won the G one climax, go to our uh, <laughs> go to our social media at two words LTN. Uh, oh, Matt's looking it up. Nope, no, that's two thousand one. It was a yeah. yeah. Okada won in two thousand one. Uh, Did Okada win two thousand two? Looks like it did. Tournament concluded. Yeah. Yep. Kazuchika. Kazuchika. Um, so way to go him and, uh, him and Will Osprey. If you can find any of the new Japan stuff, uh, apparently the G one is like, if you love watching technical in ring wrestling, the mm. G one is the place to be. So, um, if you can find it, check it out. And if you find it, send it to us. Cause it's really hard to find uh, Japanese wrestling anymore. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we're talking about the new roster. So keep it here. Welcome to The Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Steven with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. We got a better glimpse of Daredevil's new costume in the She-Hulk series on Disney+. Plus. Got a little bit of classic yellow in it. What do you think? You like the yellow or do you prefer all red? I kind of prefer all red, but I'm just happy to have Charlie Cox back. Top Gun Maverick is still making money. It's now sitting at $662 million at the U.S. box office, beating out the record previously set by Titanic. Time can't be stopped, dude. Idris Elba, who played Bloodsport in The Suicide Squad, recently said that he's working on, quote, something big for DC. I'm going to guess something Bloodsport related, maybe? 
I wish I could say it was something Green Lantern related, but uh, you know, Warner Brothers hates all things good, so probably not. Rumor has it that Warner Brothers is considering canceling the Flash movie after Ezra Miller's parade of anarchy continues. What do you think? Good idea? Bad idea? Sonic 3 gets an official release date of December 20th, 2024. I haven't seen the second one yet, but the first one was actually pretty good. Thank God they changed his character design. Steve Martin recently told The Hollywood Reporter that Only Murders in the Building will most likely be his last acting role. Dude, depressing. A sequel to Matt Reeves' The Batman apparently still hasn't been greenlit, with any potential release still being years away. WB's merger with Discovery has sort of put everything on hold until they figure things out. Not cool, guys. Amazing news. Kung Fu Panda 4 has officially been announced, releasing sometime in 2024. If you haven't seen those movies, you absolutely should. According to Jason Momoa, Aquaman 2 will be much funnier than the first movie. I love the first movie, but I also cringed at most of the jokes, so to say the sequel's even funnier could be a good thing or a terrible thing. Oscar Isaac has said that he's open to returning to Star Wars if a great story and director came around. Honestly, I'm down for it. The sequel trilogy, you know, it wasn't perfect, but I really love Poe Dameron, so we'll see. Time for your weekly game delay. Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed to February 10th, 2023, just in time for Valentine's Day. Yay! A new Black Panther single-player game has been rumored for release from a new EA studio. Heck yes, dude, I'm so down for this. I got good news and bad news. The good news is an open world RPG Avatar The Last Airbender game is coming soon. The bad news is it'll be a free to play mobile game. So I guess we'll see. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Steven, and thanks again for joining me this week for The Lightning Round. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where we're talking about minor titles, but in this segment, we're not talking about minor titles, so I don't even know why I brought it up. (laughs) But we're talking about this thing that we're not talking about yet. This is why you write down your prompts, and I don't. (laughs) Um, uh, So, (laughs) recently, as we've been uh, clamoring about, Triple H has has been uh, named the head of creative Mm -hmm. for the WWE after Vince McMahon has stepped down as CEO. Uh, and he's done some things we already love, and we've talked about him last time on our podcast. Uh, but since then, several recently released Ross, uh, wrestlers have come back, and it really seems to be Triple H's guys. Right. Um, for the most part. Uh, for the most part. So we saw uh, Karrion Cross came back with Scarlett. They Scarlet hired both of them. Back. Love it. Good. Uh, and, and the original not, like format, too. Yeah. Like and This is NXT that, version. Yeah. He's not in that weird... Uh, are we allowed to say sex dungeon suit? <laughs> well, I mean, here we are. <laughs> with the, it had the Black Widow symbol the, in the middle yeah, of it. it like, it that's was, just confusing in our was, MCU era. Yeah, it was that suit that, um, there's the picture of, of Sean Connery right, right after he did 007 and he filmed some movie where he was in the weird red uh, yeah. get up. Yeah. I don't remember what um, it was. Fortunately, we're done with that. Uh, and we're back to just like more of a more of an edge mm-hmm. style uh, carrying cross, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, we saw Dexter Loomis come back working uh, on the return angle as we speak. Yes. And not very, even officially back back, but just like. And I've been a, a, a Dexter Loomis fan, if you remember, since the very mm-hmm. first episode of this podcast. You've been a Dexter stan. Um, yes. I don't know what that means, but sure. Big fan. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, Mark, let's say Mark, which, which I think is, is very exciting (laughs) because especially the Dexter Loomis thing, uh, let's just kind of jump into it. I think it's very interesting. The Dexter Loomis angle, because, uh, we did see the glove in the background of the Austin theory, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler 
skirmish. Skirmish. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Let's That's stick with kerfuffle. <laughs> um, the, the, the kerfuffle in, in the back, there was a hand like waving frantically, kind of cartoonishly almost, mm-hmm. uh, that obviously looked like Dexter Loomis's hand, gloved hand, uh, leading everyone to believe that uh, Dexter Loomis is going to come back and put together his former faction from NXT, The Way. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a faction that included uh, Loomis, Austin Theory, Johnny Gargano, and Johnny Gargano's wife. <laughs> I know it. I know it, I know it. I know it. I know it. Um, oh my gosh. Candice <laughs> Um, yes, Candice LeRae, because I used to be a big Candice LeRae fan. Uh, I thought she was really great in the ring uh, and I was mad when they cut her. Um, anybody who wants to see one of the most evil finishers, uh, in all of female wrestling, it is Candice LeRae's, uh, finisher. It is, it's, I think it's called the wicked stepsister Mm. and it's a, it's a, you pull the arms back into like a surfboard lock and then you curb stomp the face. Oh goodness. It is terrifying. Um, they're also teasing that Indy Hartwell is going to be coming out. Indy Hartwell. Yes. Uh, from NXT because they, I believe had some sort of like love letter angle on NXT this past week from Dexter Loomis. So, you know, very excited about that. Um, what's got you like pretty excited? Well, listen, we got Dakota Kai, of course. Dakota Kai's come back, yes. Scarlet Bordeaux, of course, we just said. Uh, Hit Row, yes, came back this past Min- week. Uh, All minus, three. No, there's four of them. Oh, there's, there's four of them. Minus one of them because he's in AEW. Oh, okay. Well, we got three, yeah. and we got back um, Bfab, who was the catalyst of them getting fired before. Because they said, basically, Vince said, we're going to bring you guys up, but we're not going to keep BFAB. And they're yeah. like, well, we're a, we're a package deal. So they I lo- they have one of the best uh, call-ups, in my personal opinion. They have one of the best call-up promos because mm. they, they just, they establish who they are almost immediately. Like, she walks in and goes, they call me beef. This is an inappropriate uh, <laughs> impression. <laughs> They call, um, me <laughs> they call me B-Fab because I be fabulous. <laughs> and, uh, and then the next guy was, um, was like Isaiah Adonis. He goes, and Adonisly, I'm about to take this place over. And I just thought that was one of the coolest lines. <laughs> I loved it. Um, oh gosh. All right. We also got Brandy Rhodes has started wrestling in-house live events. So she's for WWE? Being, for WWE. So oh, she's I have not heard in. that at all. And then not on TV yet, but confirmed to have made a, a deal to return to Sasha Banks and Naomi, which I think we talked about last time. Yeah. Uh, so all of those under Triple H. Most exciting for me right now, like Karrion Cross is very exciting. His his return was very like surprising and like, hey, what the heck? That's Karrion yeah. Cross and Scarlett. They're back. And there's a, a, a egg timer. Um, but, <laughs> but the Dexter Loomis thing. The build up around it, the weirdness of this kind of him getting dragged out from the front row. Yeah. Him hiding in the back behind, you know, we're telling stories. Set pieces. Yeah. This like, is this it, is a story yeah. that they're going somewhere. I'm really this excited. This is a for. story. <laughs> First, like, I got punched in the face. I was like, oh, no. And then I'm like, this is a story. And a good one. And a good one. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with this. And, yeah. you know, I, you, you, you have, like you said, shared your love for Dexter Loomis yes. for a long time. And I like started watching NXT a little bit more fervently because of Dexter Loomis, because yeah. of your love for him. I want to, I got to see this guy. And then like two weeks later, he was injured and gone for a year. Yeah. And I'm like, well, forget that then. <laughs> and so I've never really got to see a polished Dexter Loomis like bit, but it's been on my bucket list. So I I'm think excited. it's, I think it's really the thing that caught my attention is it's, it's almost the fiend without like the fiend, if that makes sense. The fiend like without the, it's the, it's a very polished version of the Bray Wyatt character. It's somewhere between 
between those two. Like, right. it's not the same, but it's a good take on it. I got you. Um, Wyndham Rotunda. Do we think we're going to see a Wyndham Rotunda return? <sighs> Wyndham Rotunda return. Okay. So, oh, my gosh. He just kicked everything. Kick it all. Treat yourself. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yes, um, fine. Yeah, no, he, uh, he, he posted something on Twitter kind of right after yeah. Triple H had taken over. Um, so... The deal is the people are clamoring for Bray Wyatt's return. Yeah. Every time something mysterious happens, fans freak out online, say that it's Bray Wyatt finally returning the edge return vignettes, even though it was very clearly edge and we're like, but it, you, but it could be, you would not believe how many people were 100% Bray convinced Wyatt. that was Bray Wyatt. <laughs> right? Like uh, the, this past raw, you even alluded to it in the, you know, the first segment about yeah. whose gloved hand was that? A yeah. lot of people were like, that's, that's it. That was it. That was the hurt and heel glove. That's him. That's Bray Wyatt. He's back. It's not, it's not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bray uh, had a Vince quote on his Twitter, um, not even like a tweet, but like on his bio Yeah, uh, that said uh, something like, begin again, kid, it's what you do. And that came out like just as Vince had stepped down. Yeah. That people thought that's a signal. He's returning to WWE. He's going to begin again in WWE. Fresh start. But the bottom line is if it, Triple H doesn't bring back Bray Wyatt, it will be one of the biggest missed opportunities to please the fans, I think, in this whole change. I just, I'm, I'm willing to wait a long time to make sure we get Bray Wyatt right. I'm willing to wait until like Rumble, WrestleMania if we need yeah. to. But if, if you don't get it by then, I think you're missing the boat. Um, let, let the character be established. What, whatever character. A it's long be. dude, a long, the same thing they're doing with Dexter Loomis, except yeah. not seeing him on TV, a long buildup of just little things happening. Yeah. Little like, what is this about? And having no idea kind of thing. Nothing obvious for a long time, but just weird things happening. Build yeah. that sucker up. Yeah. Make it a big freaking deal. Um, uh, who else, who else do we think could come back? There's a lot of people who have left AEW disgruntled. Yeah. Um, or who are disgruntled in AEW. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny in and of itself, but we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> um, but you know, like Keith Lee really Dude. did. I mean, I mean, you want to talk about somebody who they let bust in AEW Right. I mean, they, it was almost immediate. They did the exact same thing to him there as they did in they WWE. Did the WWE main roster. Such a waste, dude, to let him go in both cases. Yeah. Such a waste to let him just be pushed aside because he was such a big deal in NXT. Like he has the ability to be a yeah. top roster guy. Uh, Adam Cole is the same thing. Adam Cole in NXT was on a bullet train. He was on the top. He, he was, was he was the top for so long. He was NXT. Yeah. And then he got cut. Then he went to AEW and it was a big fanfare and much ado and then nothing. Like the, it is not the the bullet train the success that everyone was hoping it would be for Adam Cole. Yeah. I think this is one of Triple H's top guys. Bringing oh, him back. Yeah. But bullet train. But I have one condition for bringing Adam Cole back. Mm. You have to bring back Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby fish. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because it's obvious that's what the people want. They were undisputed era in uh, NXT. They, and then they went to AEW and was like, well, we don't want anything different. Right. I mean, they, they literally were just like, ah, we're not even going to change the entirety of your faction's name. When you come to AEW, <laughs> We're just going to make it our thing. <laughs> I, um, I have another, maybe not a deal breaking thing, but a request. If we're bringing back Adam Cole, okay. We got to bring back Josiah Williams and Josiah Williams has got to wrap him to the ring. Every pay-per-view, every single pay-per-view. <laughs> That's what he gets paid the big bucks to do. He should be the freaking manager. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our boy, Josiah Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Our home dog. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Yeah, we talked about him the last show. Uh, like almost uh, a guarantee, right? Yeah. Like you said, you'd eat your hat. I think. 
Yeah. <laughs> if Samoa Joe doesn't turn back up in WWE. Yes. And then Johnny uh, Gargano. Yeah. Almost, almost a certainty, almost you a sure to. thing. Um, do you think any, I mean, it really is just because of the faith that they have in triple H. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's the it, dude. Most of these names that we've listed that have come back or that we want to come back aside from, from Bray Wyatt, really. Cause Bray Wyatt's kind of classic in XC. He's yeah. game show in XC, but most of these names, they are the next generation of WWE that they just let walk right out the door yeah, or kicked him out the door. Yeah. And that was just, Oh, okay. I'll never understand one more name. Mm. And it's, it's, it would be the biggest okay. of, of all of wrestling, even bigger than when he uh, left WWE and showed up in AEW. Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah. And do you, do you think absolutely CM Punk? No, no, no. Okay. CM Punk doesn't even like AEW right now. CM Punk, I think, <laughs> is realizing like I just don't like professional wrestling. I think that's where he's getting to. He just doesn't like. He's like my older brother. He can't work with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, eventually gonna punch somebody Welcome in the face. To two words family therapy. <laughs> um, no, I get that. I do. Uh, but Daniel Bryan, 100%. He's already come out and said he wouldn't mind working with him again. And the only reason he really went to AEW is because he knew they would let him do a little bit more and yeah. he get to stretch his legs a little bit more one more time. Now, I think that John Moxley's staying. Yeah. I think, I, I, love, think if, I think if we're I putting, would love to see, and look, they've, but, but Triple H has said in the past, he is open to yeah. some sort of cross promotional thing. I don't think that's something that could happen right away. But like eventually having some sort of crossover card. Yeah. For some big event with John I mean, Moxley. I mean, you already have the graphic forbidden door. It's just, just do that paper. Right. <laughs> Dude, a, a John Moxley Roman Reigns thing. I'd love it. I'd be all there for it. CM Punk, John Cena. Yeah. Like, do you realize how much money you just realize how much money like I, Triple H just made money. Me saying that. <laughs> Like his bank account number went up all of a sudden. Yeah. He doesn't know where it happened, but you know, he's, he's like, Oh yeah. Somebody, somebody said triple. Somebody said John Cena, CM Punk. This will need to be a, a middle segment at some point doing a forbidden door for WWE versus AEW. I am down. <laughs> um, so, well, uh, you know, let us know what you guys think, um, down in, down in the comments. Um, if you're, do we on you, do we put this on YouTube? Yeah, we go on YouTube. Okay, put this on, on YouTube. You're on the YouTubes. Go down to the comments. Let us know uh, who you're excited about or who you think would be very, very exciting. Um, or just go over to our socials uh, and, and just talk to us at Two Words LTN. Um, we're pretty conversational. We like we like talking to people. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, and when we come back, we're talking about tiny belts. Keep it here. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. I just started playing the Pokemon card game like two weeks ago. Now, everybody starts somewhere, right? But uh, I think I should have started a long time ago based on how much exposure and, you know, just kind of possession I had. I started working at Walden Books in the late 90s. And I sold Pokemon cards, like, daily. Never played. Pokemon Go came out in 2016. I downloaded it day one. And I've literally played Pokemon Go, like, every day (laughs) since then. And then recently, my local GameStops and comic book shops have been giving me literally thousands of cards to give away at cons. Like, the last big show I did, I gave away 3,000 cards just in that weekend. Never played the game. (laughs) Then finally, like, about three weeks ago, I bought a double pack for dueling, and I started playing with my kids. 
and I literally finally started putting all this stuff that I had around me and the knowledge I had built up and I started putting it into action. I started playing with my kids at my house. I started playing with kids in my youth group. And what I came to find out is most of the kids who collected Pokemon cards in my church didn't play the game either because no one had actually shown them. And when I finally started putting my cards to use, they learned to put theirs as well. And it reminded me of the fact that as Christians, a lot of times we have a lot of information, but not always a lot of execution. And 1 John 3.18 says, Little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in action and in truth. And, you know, we, we have all this love, all this stuff that we've stored up from the word of God. And if we don't actually put it into practice, it can be kind of useless. So I want to encourage you, put things into action, whether it's the love and knowledge of Jesus Christ or your Pokemon cards. Either way, put it into action. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Two Words Podcast, where our two words today are minor titles. Yeah. We're talking about the titles like the Intercontinental title, the United States Championship, the TNT Championship, and who can not forget the X Division Championship. <laughs> you just listen to them all? Just, I mean, I, I mean, you know, <laughs> those are, there's, there's, there's others. <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about them, but you know, I think, I think the cool thing about minor titles for me, that's always attracted me to, to that more so than say your larger world heavyweight championships mm-hmm. or your WWE titles or your AEW titles is like, it's such a good way to help move a story with very little effort. Yeah. Um, and some guys are able to use that minor title, uh, to, to help move the story to, uh, forward. Um, who is your favorite minor title champion? See, you do this. All I'm not the time. even going to talk about what just, just <laughs> you going. give me a list of questions and then you do them out of order. Okay. We'll do them. In, we'll do them in the order <laughs> I sent you. Uh, what's the I best? Have, I'm building fine, a story here. Fine. Goodness. What's the best minor title? What's your favorite minor title? <laughs> I like a lot of them. Okay. Uh, I liked the WCW cruiserweight championship because it actually meant something. I liked the TNA X division championship. It started as like a high flyers thing. And then it kind of went to like the no limits and that's when it got weird. Yeah. Uh, WWE intercontinental championship is obviously an amazing history and legacy. Yeah. The United States championship spanning WCW and WWE been really fun, but I think, my favorite minor, minor title of all time is WWE Hardcore Championship. WWF. It never was WWE. Yeah. WWF Hardcore Championship. You know what? That's a really good choice. That's a that's an out there choice. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good choice because that was the one that could be defended wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one famously. It's uh, it's Crash Holly and somebody else in like a Chuck E. Cheese. I think it was Crash Holly and Hardcore Holly. Okay. Yeah. Because that was usually what the <laughs> back and forth was. <laughs> Crash Holly and Hardcore Holly. But no, I mean, it started out as a joke, you know, something that Vince was giving to mankind because, you know, mankind did such a good job and you're never going to have the real title. So here's this title that we built from broken pieces of older titles and uh, duct taped together. And he, but he loved it so much. He was so genuinely touched by this, this gift. And, you know, it didn't start out as a 24 seven thing. You know, it started out as just like the legitimate, you're going to come out and have a hardcore wrestling match thing. But to change that to that, it can be defended anywhere, anytime, as long as you had a referee with you. That was fun. That made for a lot of the best, like, outside the box segments in the Attitude Era and early in the uh, Ruthless Aggression Era. I loved it a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think for me... 
as far as just a historically good belt, the Intercontinental Championship. Absolutely. Um, because it, it really almost feels like it's a step above the other titles. It's currently for, the oldest still running title, yeah. right? And for the longest time, <laughs> WWE, and for the longest time, I mean, you know, WWF treated it as equal to the WWE mm-hmm. the WWF title. I mean, like, you know, and you had fantastic matches, um, you know, and fantastic champions that, that that title really, you know, made their career and they told story, you know, the, the epic ladder match between Shawn Michaels and, uh, that was over the intercontinental yeah over the the real intercontinental championship um a I lot also, of the a lot, sorry a lot of the early stone cold versus the rock stuff too was oh, over yeah, around the intercontinental that. championship yeah um as far as to me the coolest idea for um a minor championship oddly enough the x division championship yeah, because okay. and, and I'll tell you why, because like it's a cool champ. You know, it had had the cool high flyers and, and, and all these guys. But then that's the one that if you want it, you got to exchange it in. You got to, like, turn it in for a chance at the TNA title. That's right. I forgot about that part. And to me, like that idea was really cool. Like you became basically the number one contender. Yeah. Whenever you wanted. It was to. like money in the bank almost. Yeah. Except not, um, not at any point. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for, so for me, really the X division, as far as a concept goes, yeah. um, really, really, really good. Um, who is, uh, or what, what do you think is the dumbest? Uh, I'll, I'll go first with my dumbest. Cause, um, I, it's very obvious the TBS championship, which is, <laughs> which is a title. I'm sure none of you even knew existed. Isn't that the, like the women's TV it's the championship? women's minor championship. Yeah. <laughs> And it looks atrocious. It's a gold plate with the TBS logo on it in the bubble font. Oh, oh, it's yeah. Jade Cargyle deserves so much better. I mean, it was already a stretch with the TNT championship having their logo on it. But I mean, like they still made it look pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I need to look at it. I need to look at it. I haven't seen it yet. It's it's not an attractive title. TBS title. And I think that for for a for a I mean genuinely Oh no. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That with the light blue and everything. And it's not me uh crapping on the women's division. They have one of the most talented women's rosters in all of professional wrestling, in all of history of professional wrestling. They have a incredibly talented they just copy pasted the tnt title oh it's the exact just swapped out the logo in the middle it's bad that's lazy that's so lazy that's and that's just as lazy just as lazy as all of the wwe top championships being the exact same title yeah (laughs) with color swaps wow that's sad okay um yeah that's a good one my dumbest minor title choice is the little brother of the hardcore championship that they even had Mick Foley come out to reveal <laughs> out of a bag the 24-7 championship. I just forget that title even exists. Right. Like, look, again, the idea behind it was to bring that part of the hardcore championship, the it can be defended anywhere kind of thing, back because it was fun. They just and there've been a few, I mean, when when our truth had it for the longest time, those were freaking funny. Our truth can make Everything. gold out of a turd. Like it's, it's, yeah, it was great, but it wasn't because of the title. Yeah. It was because they gave our truth more airtime. Yeah. Cause they're trying, cause our truth is hilarious. So yeah, now it's, it's just still garbage. And what made it, what made it worse, dude, was that it was like the same, like Mick Foley came out with that little bag and got in the ring and brought out this ugly green and gold thing looking really wimpy, looked like a kid's toy. Yeah. And then the same week is when Bret Hart came out on AEW with a bag and pulled out the final design of the AEW championship. Yeah. Belt. And it just made you think, Oh, there's a winner right now. And it's not WWE. <laughs> I, so, so personally, I'm going to say something, um, a little, uh, 
out there, but I don't hate the design of the 24 seven champion. Really? I don't. Um, I don't think it's a cool wrestling title by any stretch of the imagination, but it, I don't think it's as poorly. I don't think it's as hideous as everybody thinks it is. Um, they could have gone with a different shade of green, but I don't know how they could have made it better. Yeah. Needing the fact that they have to put the words to, or the numbers 24 slash seven on it. it, but it looked like, um, like a diner sign. Mm, exactly. It looks yeah. like a diner sign. I mean, like that's really what it is. Like you hang it up over one of those. That might have actually been what their, what their inspiration is for. My problem <laughs> is that when in comparison to the other 24, seven championship that was had, which is the hardcore championship, the matches for the, or kerfuffles, um, <laughs> for said championship were just dumb. Like there was no serious, there was no seriousness at all. Whereas like you had the Hollies, uh, you know, having a legitimate fight inside of a Chuck E. Cheese. Right. You had like our <laughs> truth, uh, pretending to be Drake Maverick's, uh, fiance on their <laughs> wedding night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, was, uh, I also was, don't like that every single time they try and make a real match out of the 24 seven champion, it devolves into the 8,000 people that are they're just know, chasing them around, currently chasing around. Like sometimes give it a little elevation, let it be what it is. Yeah. It doesn't have to, you can't, there's no, there's no surprise if like, okay, well here they all come again. You know, there's no, there's no excitement yeah. anymore when it's a given that that's how the match is going to end. So who is your number one minor champion, minor title champion, the holder <clears throat> of said champion. Okay. Easy choice for me. AJ styles. Both for X TNA X division oh, yeah. and for his three runs as United States champion. I forget those. They were great. They were great. The first they one wasn't great. that great, but the second two were yeah. great and they were fairly long. Like I think the, the last one was almost half a year. Okay. Fairly long. And it was during the time in that last one, at least where it was the U S open challenge. So like every week there was a, United States championship match with AJ Styles. And they were always really good matches. Yeah. Uh, but also him with the X division title. Like it was, it was almost like that was made for him. It just felt like AJ yeah. Styles X division title went hand in hand. He's been a great champion, but you know, you don't, at least I don't, I don't ever really think of AJ Styles as the big top tier wrestler. I think of him along the same lines as kind of Dolph Ziggler or even the undertaker, like the workhorse that's been here for years that carries the, the bulk of the company on his back. Yeah. Mostly out of the spotlight. I think that AJ Styles is, um, I think he could be top tier guy. I mean, I, I, I know oh, you're he, not saying I mean, that he, he could. is, you know, but he's, um, but he's everything. He's not, he's not the guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think when you're sitting in creative and you've got a guy like AJ styles, um, you don't go, okay, let's put him in a main event of WrestleMania against Roman reigns saying, let's put him, let's put him in a match with somebody who can wrestle the crap out of each other yeah. and put in a solid match mm -hmm. like he did with undertaker, like he did with, uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Daniel Bryan tagged with Shane McMahon. Mm. There's a many like that was a good match. He wrestled. Uh, did he wrestle John Moxley? I think he wrestled John Moxley. There was a there was a triple threat match, and it was John Moxley, John Cena, and um, AJ Styles. Yeah, and that was like yeah, a yeah, yeah. you know it's like we're gonna put this match together and it's going to be really good. Um, so no, I, I, I love that. Um, for me, I really love the Miz as intercontinental champion. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. to me, it's not hands down best, but when you talk about the intercontinental title, he's holding it. Yeah. He's, he's in for my, me. he's in my, he was in my short list. Um, him, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is just great. And, uh, and of course, Shawn Michaels for me as, as, as intercontinental champions, I guess. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, he didn't really hold the, the high title all that long. No, he the top really tier didn't. title. I consider him in my mind, a top tier wrestler. You know, we forgot about the European championship. 
I didn't forget about it. <laughs> I never forget. I just don't want to talk about it. When I when I hear the ter- the time ter- the ter- the title European Championship, I immediately think D'Lo Brown holding it. Really? Because mm-hmm. I I think I think of Davy Boy Smith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But maybe that's just because he's European. I don't know if he ever can actually help me. <laughs> I just remember um, a long stretch of D'Lo Brown walking down with his head bobbling with that title. I that also um, really love uh, the very, the unfortunate, very short run of um, Brody Lee as TNT champion. Man, really? Short. Because, because we all hated that belt when it first came out. Mm-hmm. So much of the point that belt was so ugly that when they put it on air for the first time, they said, this isn't what it's going to look like forever. That's right. Like That's they brought right. it up. and was like, oh, we're going to change it. Don't worry. It's, it's hideous now, but it's done. It's, it's be better. still baking. Um, but he really <laughs> like when he held that title, I was like, okay, this is a legitimate title. Yeah. Um, and especially his match with, uh, with gravitas. Cody Rhodes. And it was just, I don't know. I think it's, I think it was, uh, it was amazing. It could have been much. Yeah, it could have gone on for a long time and yeah. really given a lot of weight to that title. Yeah. Um, uh, and so finally, I guess the real question is. Uh, what do we do to make minor titles great again? I think that. And this is me comparing wrestling now to wrestling in the attitude era. And it's really kind of focused on WWE at the moment. I think we need to start seeing them defended more in main events, especially in the WWE. They don't feel like real stakes matches where the title could change hands on TV anymore. Yeah. Like you'll have these matches. We had a great one this past raw. Mm, mm, I think we've had one the last couple of raws and great matches, but you never really feel as a fan. Yeah. But the challengers gonna you know you never feel the challengers gonna win on on TV. Back in the uh, attitude era, those were changing hands on TV all the time. You never knew. You never knew. It felt like a big deal, and so you actually needed to tune in and watch these main shows. Nowadays, like. It really feels like all of the TV leading up to the pay-per-view or the premium live events now are just that. They're just like filling in until we get to the big thing where something might actually happen. And so it's like you could and we did this, you know, for I did this most of the summer. You could not watch TV. Yeah. You could just watch the pay-per-views. They do a nice little recap before every match. And so yeah. you'll see what you missed. And it usually wasn't all that much. No. And then you have the match and it might change hands. It might not. I really think because of course the, the pay-per-views, there are four major titles in WWE that one of them is going to be the main event in the pay-per-view. Okay. It's going to be WWE. It's going to be universal. It's going to be women's SmackDown or women's raw. One of those is going to be the main event. If not multiple, it's never going to be intercontinental championship at the top. It's never going to be United States at the top. It's never going to be tag team at the top. And it was never meant to be right. That's what TV should be for. Okay. And like I said, we're seeing that more with the titles, but we should see those titles change hands on TV. It shouldn't just be building up to the pay-per-views for those titles. We should see actual changes happen on TV and use the pay-per-views for the mandatory rematches or something like that. But build story around TV that makes you have to tune in. That makes you think, look, this might happen. Build it up to where you could actually see something change. I think in the last five years, I can only remember one real title change for like an established belt on Raw or SmackDown. One or two, maybe, but infrequent enough that you don't remember them. (laughs) Yeah. Like we had the, we talked about the Mick Foley thing that happened when he won the WWF championship on Raw. On TV. Like that was a pay-per-view level moment that they gave you on raw. Yeah. And it made you want to keep tuning in. That was the turning point. That was the change. That's what brought them back up. Do stuff like that. doesn't have to be every week. Of course not. But just often enough that people are like, but it could happen. Could happen. 
<laughs> yeah. And I mean, make them matches that, that we care about. Like, right. And I, I really am encouraged by these last couple of weeks. Yeah. Cause they have been making the matches really good. And I think that's a lot to do with triple H was a part of these title pictures mm-hmm. in the attitude era. And he remembers what that was like. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think I think that's uh, that's really important. I, I really just think, yeah, I mean, let let the belt work for people. Yeah. Um, you know, make it make it something that's important. Bring it back. It's prestige. Don't make it jokes anymore. You know, when uh, when John Cena was doing his open open challenge for United States Championship. Yeah, he started that. Yeah. I mean, really. And, and you think like. John Cena was big enough. He didn't have to be United States champion. Right. This was after he'd been WWE champion, like 14, 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, d- he did those and, you know, introduced us with these great matches to uh, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were, there were a few, but there weren't that many joke matches. Right. Most um, of them were legitimate, real good. You matches. know, I, I remember my first moment where I realized that, that some of these titles just don't make uh, just people don't care about um, WrestleMania 29. No, 28. I think it was 28. Um, we're watching this, this pay-per-view and they're like, Oh, and what you missed on the pre-show uh, the Miz won the intercontinental title against uh, Wade Barrett. And I'm like, I would much rather have watched that than watch uh, somebody call my mama. <laughs> Like I would have much rather watched that than uh, uh, Tilo versus uh, the people power business. I'd have much rather watched that. Um, Yeah, I agree. And they've it's the uh, it's the intercontinental championship pretty much across the board that's getting the short end of the stick again. I can't tell you the championship is who the champion is right now. Uh, is it? Like, where is this title? It's been it's been the last several years. Once they change the belts, I really stopped. Like, I, I hate these belts. I really do. Um, intercontinental. It's so it's so sad to see the Intercontinental Championship be relegated to something that's mainly off TV. Like it, United States Championship, I feel like we're talking about every week, no matter who has it. Uh, Walter. Walter? Walter. <laughs> Which is now Gunther, right? Because he's uh, not Walter anymore. Yeah. Gunther. I mean, Gunther. what's what's happening? Yeah. Why are we doing this to the four IC title? But I I, I yeah. No, I I, I love your pitch though from a few I don't know if we did it on the show or if you were just telling me this off air, but the idea of having Cody Rhodes come back and like win the title, win the Intercontinental Championship title, and then like show up on Raw and bringing back the old classic the old one classic that his dad one. had. Yeah. That would be beautiful. Yeah. That would be poetry. Um, yeah, that would be great. Uh, and and I guess that just a lot can be summed up with this quote from Bully Ray um, I that I found. Uh, yeah, a good Bully Ray quote. Um, he was on, I, I want to say he was on... Uh, A lot of this podcast has been us trying to think, <laughs> think of names. Um, Why well, can't I think? It's all right. Just uh, read the quote. Uh, <laughs> it exists. Google it and you'll find it from where. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the thing about the IC championship. I don't know what they are anymore. Um, I don't know why I should care about these championships anymore. I don't get it. Normally the man or woman makes the championship or the championship makes the man or woman. Let's take the intercontinental championship in the WWE, uh, which is supposed to be the second most important championship in the WWE. Um, but what is the championship doing for Ricochet? I guess this is when Ricochet had the title. Uh, and what is Ricochet doing for that championship? And really like, I just don't think they're giving the championship enough time to speak. Right. I mean, that's really what it is. And so um, it it seems like it's a placating thing. Like, look, I know we're not using you all that much, but we're going to put the title on you. We still won't be using you all that much, but on the website, but you're going to be there. You'll have the little logo on your name that says you're the the champion. Yep. Well, (laughs) that's it from us. Uh, 
We hope you enjoyed this uh, this wonderful minor conversation about minor titles. Uh, maybe someday we'll do a we'll do a major titles. Maybe next time we'll do a major title. That that seems to be a good good segue into that. Um, <laughs> uh, if you haven't, go like us on our socials at Two Words LTN. Man, I'm I'm really nailing this. this so far, you're 100 this season. I am doing I am doing great. Um, Go follow us on our socials, uh, any social media, it is, that is it. Um, find us on YouTube where you can watch this show, and, and I'm telling you, it's amazing in color. Um, and that's Love Thy Nerd. So search Love Thy Nerd at YouTube. It's on the Love Thy Nerd YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just go follow Love Thy Nerd stuff. LoveThyNerd.com, you'll find a lot of our archives there, too. Yep. Be good, we be all good stuff. Oh, our watch-alongs are on YouTube, aren't they? No. Well, no. we do clips from those, but those are too long. The good clips. I would really have to edit a bunch of junk, and I don't have fun. To do fun well, the fun stuff's on YouTube. Funny. The the, the best. Usually, the best bit, our best reaction, yes. is on there. And Matt, you do such a wonderful <laughs> job of putting all that together. Uh, but that's it from us. And so, until next time, my name's John. His name's Matt. And if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. Bye. Bye.